0: Baseball family, welcome to your Thursday night live. I am Brig. I am co-hosting this ship tonight, and I got Brad here with me. How are you, Mr. Bradman? I've had better days, Brig. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah I'll bet you have. I'm sorry. He's feeling a little blackjacky today for Mr. Blackjack Brad. Just (laughs) a little bit. A little salty there. A little bit. (laughs) Don't blame you. Don't blame you. And we're gonna get into why. Uh, But first, let's go ahead and uh, get into some current events that we have. We have three storylines I think are worth telling, and then we'll talk about the playoffs, which is the reason you're all here anyway. So we'll make this brief. Major League Baseball quietly uh, yesterday announced that they are officially partnered with a CBD brand. Charlotte's Web, you heard that right, Charlotte's Web is the official CBD of Major League Baseball now. (laughs) My question to you, Brad, is uh what <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i mean it's just kind of one of those why not right like they got in on crypto they got in on yeah i mean they're always they got in on gambling officially right so then it's kind of like it almost feels like it's the next step yeah and i know not everybody's gonna like it but not everybody likes that they have all their alcohol deal- deals either and that's kind of right. what it's becoming
0: yeah so it is That's a good point. Let's talk about gambling. That's a perfect segue into Cincinnati's ballpark. the Great American ballpark has announced that they have an official sports book in Cincinnati's ballpark (laughs) with BetMGM. And the whole world, without actually saying it, is just posting Pete Rose pictures all over the face of this announcement. And obviously the irony is palpable. And I made this very clear online, but the irony is legitimately palpable. However, I I'm gonna just jump in and officially state my position. If you're involved with the wins and losses of a baseball game, you're not allowed to bet on baseball. The end exactly exactly it right. Doesn't matter. The fact that they're gonna open a sports book in Great American Ballpark is not relevant to the pete rose situation at all is it ironic yes does it have any bearing no thank you brad case closed for me how
1: do you feel i feel the exact same way i did think it was funny Mm -hmm. um just because you know the whole thing um so there's obviously that like you said the irony everything that goes along with it is is just absolutely hysterical like that's something out of a sitcom it, it exactly is right yeah but or a but George like you Sponders said novel or short story <laughs> like you said though if you're involved in the wins and losses with the baseball team you don't get to bet on baseball and that's what he did if he had waited until after he retired if he had not been the player manager or even just the manager right. mr manager at all yeah he could have gambled on baseball and it wouldn't have been a problem and you could bet on your team to win all day long. Yeah, it's still exactly. betting on baseball. He could, he, he could still use insider information because he guaranteed he knows guys in that clubhouse, right? Like, and in the opposing hey,
0: clubhouses,
1: let me know what's going on. Who's hurt? Yeah. What's going on? Who had bad BP today? Should I yeah. bet on you or no? Yeah. But he had to do it as a manager, and therefore he is banned from baseball for life.
0: So correct. Okay, let's move on past that, since I think we beat it with a de- uh, with a we we beat it. Um, Randy Johnson, <laughs> there's a photograph of Randy Johnson that has gone viral. He is an official NFL photographer, and it's very clear because the lens is credentials enough. I think not only his position on the field during an NFL game would be enough credentials as well. But he's wearing the vest, he's got the gear, and the whole world wants to know about Randy Johnson and his photography. So I thought I would tell you about it. Okay, because I did it, I little did a little digging, and I think it's really fun and it's really worth talking about. It's awesome. So, Apparently he's a world-class photographer and not yeah. just a sports photographer and not he, real quick not just recently either. No and that's the cool part about it is because when he was at uh, USC Southern California in the uh, in his undergrad he he didn't just study photoj photojournalism he majored in photojournalism. That was his entire academic focus was photo j. <laughs> So he, he's gone on the record now as all this has come out and said, look, this is nothing new for me. This is a passion of mine. Baseball was fun. It was a job. It paid the bills. I'm grateful for a well 22 year career. And clearly, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame and all that. But he said his passion has been photography from the start, since the beginning. So he's in the last 10 years since he's retired, he's given over his life, this, this free time and uh, his work life over to photography, which is really cool. So, uh, his work is incredible by the way. And I did Mm -hmm. a, I did a thing. I kind of, let's show you some of his work. Okay. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching live on Twitch or on Facebook, you'll be able to see these. This is one of his photographs. Randy Johnson took that photograph. For those of you listening, it is a very dilapidated boat that is washed up on shore during what looks to be low tide somewhere. And Mm -hmm. it's, uh, It's vibrant. The contrast is amazing. It looks
1: like a painting, to be
0: honest with you. It does. Yeah. It's, it's me, you know, it's fabulous. So now I've done the photo J thing a lot and I'm impressed with this photograph. You did, you did. I tried and did not do well. So it was admirable effort. (laughs) (laughs) I love taking pictures. I'm with I'm with Randy on this one. It's a big deal for me. Okay, so the next thing is, so this photograph, it's well lit, but you can see that there's some post production going on, right? Okay, yeah. Check this one out though. So he does wildlife, he does concerts, and he does sports. He also does travel, but this is a concert. This is Elton John, and look first let's just go over it there, there's this thing in photo theory about leading lines and you look at all the different leading lines on the top of the piano that are, the piano is obviously raised a little bit and you can see the lines of whatever's going on in the background right you can see mm-hmm. the dials and all the different everything then you've got the lights behind him in a nearly perfect concentric circle pattern out like a sound wave or a ripple in a lake out away from his head on the reflection of the top of the piano. Yeah. So it, composition-wise, this is amazing. This, that's this what I photograph... That's was It's a perfectly framed shot. It's perfect. And so one of the hallmarks of great photography, especially if you're doing live stuff like this and nothing posed, is that the photograph... In photojournalism, you want the photograph to tell the whole story, right? One photograph... Right tells the whole story and this one does that and that's a great great indicator of his talent so i think it's fun i think we should talk about this where are they now and stuff like that i think it's i think it's great Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah wanted to bring that up wanted to bring that up um i'm gonna go ahead and post a link since we used his photos i'm gonna post a link to his um his website website that i found uh right there it's posted on all the platforms and you can go in and you can look at his work. He's got a gallery and different examples. And you, you really get a sense of the music he likes to listen to based on the artists that he goes to photograph in concert, which is really fun because that was some unexpected some unexpected <laughs> music taste that I thought was really cool. The last thing I want to say about this, and then we'll move on, is that the logo for his J company is a dead bird. Yeah, yeah upset,
1: a, a bird on its back. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a dead so bird fitting. on back.
0: RJ51photos.com, Randy Johnson 51, obviously there's another nod there. All right. The last piece of current events that I want to get into unless Brad has something he wants to add. But uh, oh, well, I mean really the thing about
1: that is that um I thought it was funny that it showed up because I th- I honestly thought it was common knowledge that Randy Johnson was a photographer.
0: Cuz I didn't know. I had no oh, idea. Oh
1: really? Yeah, no, yeah. I saw. It. I was like I was like yeah, I've seen him at sporting events like for years huh. and somebody somebody caught him out in nature taking pictures too
0: it's like very cool
1: yeah so anyway no i, like, I it's on. awesome though i I do love that he has a credential and that he's actually shooting the nfl though i because i believe that was at the cardinals game here in phoenix mm. and so and where he lives so makes right. sense
0: yeah yeah it was super cool well thanks i did not yeah i didn't know it was common knowledge for anybody honestly <laughs>
1: I, I follow I Randy Johnson pretty closely, though, because he was a Mariner, for sure. Yeah, that makes. So sense. Uh... but anyway. Sorry. Go ahead, break.
0: No, it's okay. So, <laughs> TBS, it has been, you know, running all the American League games this postseason, and during they're trying to one of yeah they're trying to during one of the um during game one of the ALDS in New York where Cleveland visited, uh, they did a House of Dragon promo for the new series, House of Dragon, the new um, Game of Thrones spinoff. And uh, (laughs) they had an admittedly awful, like super low-budget looking dragon, CGI dragon, fly into the stadium, look around for a minute, and then fly out of the camera, uh, out of the frame over Lauren Shahadi's head. And if that wasn't bad enough, I'm just going to make my opinion very clear. It was horrible. It it was so bad. (laughs) If that wasn't bad enough, listen to what they had Bob Costas, of all people, read off to lead into this. Bob Costas, his script, unsettling and embarrassing is what I've called it. He says, now, you know, big sellout crowd here, but we weren't 100% sure this game was going to be played tonight. He said this with a straight face. And for more... (laughs) It's shocking. Here's Lauren Shahadi. And then he sent it over to her. She's in the outfield on the concourse holding her mic. And above her in a wide shot is this terrible CGI dragon. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, and then Bob, as soon as it flies out of frame and she kicks it back to Bob, he says, I kind of feel like Orson Welles here a little bit um, with the uh, War of the Worlds, right? When he was doing the radio show. And people ran out of their homes to actually, see, that's how old a reference, see, I love that about Bob Costas, he reaches all (laughs) the way back to when radios, people were huddled around their radios, and listening to Orson Welles tell an animated story, a sci-fi story about uh, alien robots invading Earth, and they ran out of their homes to discover that it was all a radio production. (laughs) It wasn't the news. He said, that's how this made him feel. And I think that's really interesting. It's,
1: it's, it's funny sad. to me because like some people were just killing Bob Costas for this whole broad, like just the whole broadcast, not the pregame, like, not just that, but like the entire thing. I saw a lot of people on Twitter were like, I don't need to know about the batter's grandfather. Right. To enjoy this game. Right. Because he goes so, so, so deep. And I get it. Like, he's an old school guy where, and and you get it. I feel like you get this a lot more with the old school TV broadcasters, the old school baseball broadcasters is that they want to keep the conversation going for the entire game rather than just letting it, it breathe for a pitch or two. Right. And so they have those deep dive stories of like, you know, his great, great grandfather was the first throughout the first pitch in the first game in the Bronx when the New York bridegrooms played, (laughs) <laughs> the yonkers batsman and you know whatever <laughs> yeah. it's just right. like they have those kind of stories because they feel like it's necessary to keep the conversation going because it's a 12 to 3 ball game and there's nothing else to talk about
0: so what's wrong with that
1: is my question sometimes you just want to enjoy the game honestly so much of the time i just have the game on mute because that's all i want yeah sometimes it's because I get frustrated and annoyed with the national broadcasters really leaning heavy into the lead, the team that's winning, especially if my yeah. team is losing. But if, yeah, even yeah, if it's yeah. a team that I don't like, right, they always lean heavily into the favorite the entire game. And that's yeah. why people don't like Joe Buck right. Sure. because he does that really, really hard. You're like, Oh, Joe Buck hates my team. It's like, no, it's because your team loses. So mm-hmm. it feels like it. Right. Like, right. That's, that's the way it goes. And I get really tired of it. So I watch games on mute a lot of times because of that. And so I don't I don't feel like I need it. it I will turn it up if something's happening. Like there's an injury. There's something weird going on. There's a challenge, like play challenge, whatever. But other than that, I typically mm-hmm. have games on mute because I
0: can't hear it anyway because I got kids running around. It's interesting. So I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. I think that more often than not, Bob Costas brings the type of information to the broadcast that I want. He brings the human element. He brings the uh, the, the family storylines. He brings the the came from nothing storylines. Like That's mm-hmm. the kind of palpable human storyline that Bob Costas really does well, has for a long, long time. And it, this part of his career, he does it in such a way that makes me think like I'm at his house. We're sitting around listening to him, you know, serenade. He's holding cork sort of a thing. Uh, Um, and reflecting on his, his life and the most interesting people he's ever met, which are Mm. just as interesting as anybody I've ever met. And he has a way to bring them to life. So I like Bob because he's a storyteller and I value that. Um, I think I see your point. I understand. And a lot of people don't like Bob for a lot of reasons. And I think that's one of them. I think we just conflict on the, I want the storyteller and some people don't. And that's fair. And and I get that, I get one is because I want the story outside
1: of the game. I don't want the story in the game. Like I'll watch pregame, post game for, for stories. Yeah. I want the game during the game. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. Like give me like I would rather take obscure stats from ESPN during the game. Like, oh boy, in this situation, this exact situation where it's a full moon on the third Tuesday of the yeah, month right. and indoor the- on grass. <laughs> The first player with 472 third... <laughs> against lefties. <Yeah. laughs> that's fascinating information. Thank you for that. I like that.
0: Do you like that during the game? <laughs> yeah.
1: Give me but that. But you don't want to hear
0: about that. Tells you don't want to hear a story
1: about... <laughs> about the game than it does about like how his third grandfather came over on the Mayflower or whatever. I don't know.
0: <laughs> the yeah, that's interesting. Of
1: the Mayflower. Right. So yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I'll get into that more in just a second. But
0: yeah, you will. I see what you're saying. And I I don't. But baseball family, we want to know how you feel if you're watching live or if you're if you're listening at home later. uh, Jump in the comments section or jump on uh, in the show notes or. um, Yeah, we've been really heavy in the comments section on YouTube right now. That's probably the best way to get a hold of us. If you want to drop a line, just go ahead and drop a line in there and let us know what you think, because was the CGI dragon dumb? Was it great? Is, is the house of dragon your favorite show ever? And you were really glad to see a crossover into baseball. Is it, is it an abomination? Do you hate Bob Costas? Um, if so, why? Let me be clear. I don't hate Bob Costas. (laughs) I really like
1: Bob Costas a lot.
0: Right, right, right. I love Bob Costas for more than just his broadcast capabilities, though. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, Before we get into the playoffs, let's let everybody know that even though inflation has gone up and prices of everything, I found out today that VA and Social Security benefits are getting an 8.9% increase at the first of the year. So even those prices are going up, ladies and gentlemen, but ours aren't. Okay, so you can support us on Patreon or you can jump on to the shop at 9plushuts.com. Get yourself T-shirts. They're still 18 bucks. The hats are still 26 bucks or whatever. They're they're not going to change. And uh, we're going to keep it that way for you, um, especially with the holidays coming up. And we have a little something for you starting on Monday. We will make a big announcement about uh, a couple of ways that you might be able to swing yourself some nice Christmas presents on the shop this year and help us out as well. So stay tuned Monday for that announcement. Brad, let's talk the NLDS. Yeah, let's
1: start with the NLDS because I'd like to not carry a, a sour mood into the nlds let's do that
0: i gave you you're going last okay okay you're going last <laughs> so you can go to bed angry i appreciate
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> well fortunately luckily for me since i'm on west coast time uh i, I got a couple hours to settle down after that so i'll be fine not worried yeah. about it well okay all right let's talk nlds brig okay Who do we have first? First, we got the Padres at the Dodgers. This series is tied one to one. Uh, The Dodgers came out and won the first game five to three. And I think that we were all expecting that. Right? Yeah. yeah. But on the other hand, I think that we are also expecting them to come out, win game two with the way that they've handled the Padres this year. But... They flip. They flip the script on us. the The Padres came out and won that one five to three. So, Brig, we got ourselves a series. Oh God, it's the series happening? Starts when the road team wins a game. One yeah. game, two. It is tied. The Padres now have home field advantage until they lose at home.
0: Three days worth of home field advantage. They're gonna go across the street and play three more games. It's super exciting,
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, they'll be back for game five, but they have. Oh, it's two. Is it two? Yeah. Yeah. It's 2 2 1.
0: Oh, 2 2 1. Right.
1: So, but they have Thank the advantage you. with home field coming back tied because now right. it's a three game series and two of those three games are at home. So, mm. that is a big, <laughs> big, big deal, I feel like, for the Padres, despite me Cute. feeling like generally home field doesn't matter in baseball. But it is what it is.
0: But you just gave <laughs> home field a nod, Brad. I did. I know. After that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. So despite. Much crap. So I said, despite. <laughs> you can't, despite. You can't triple stamp and double stamp. You can't triple stamp and double stamp. You can't. just did. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Okay, so the storyline for me was that uh, LA's bullpen is fluid. And we made that clear in our predictions for the playoff primer. Um, was that they are going to be really, really fluid with their pitching staff. They're going to be really fluid with their bullpen. That is exactly what happened here in game one. They were able to match up against the batters that they wanted, even with even working within the three batter minimum rule. I thought that this was one of the most well-managed games that we've seen in a long time. Dave Roberts does a heck of a job no matter what, and um, this is a great example of it, honestly. This is great. Well, it's like what you said. You, it, I mean, what was it?
1: Was it during? It was during the playoff primer where you said that the Dodgers, it just feels like a well-oiled machine. And that's yeah. what, that's what it is. Is they can it's, just it's, plug their parts in wherever they want to, and it works out for them because they're that good. Yeah. They're that well-balanced. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes guys are going to get got. And I think that we kind of saw that coming with that U Darvish matchup, that the Dodgers were probably going to have a hard time against him and the Padres yeah. have a chance to get that one.
0: Yeah. And they did. That's exactly right, and that's what—that's why I love the way it's strategically set up. So, and we've seen that throughout all the series, where everybody kind of saving their Superman Ace for Game Two. And I think, yeah, the Wild—the teams
1: coming in from the Wild Card Series—they have to because they had to throw their Ace that Game One, right? Right. So now with, with five six days later, it. The rotation comes back around. That guy's ready to go. He's not ready to go game one. He's ready to go game two. And so right.
0: that's where the buy comes in, Brig. Yep, I know. Jump and, out to but that one lead. But it's forcing teams that did get a buy to put their ace in day two as well, in game two, because they want to make a great pitching matchup. Well, so not everybody's done that, though. Really?
1: Because the Dodgers well, went with Urias game one.
0: Yeah, that's the, true. The Astros went
1: Verlander game one,
0: right? Yeah. And the Braves, yeah.
1: the Braves went Max Freed game one.
0: Yeah, but Max Freed got ripped open, dude. He did. Yes, he, he got. Did. Dude, it was so bad. So let's let's segue into that. But first, let me finish this point. I don't think Garrett Cole is the Yankees ace, and he started game one. And we know that Zach Wheeler is not Philly's ace. And he had to start game two to your point because of the playoff or the wild card. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why that uh, Kyle Wright got game two for Atlanta was because they were going to have to go up against Zach Wheeler. That's what I think happened.
1: It could be. So here's the I thing. I think I brought this up before, though, with the Yankees, that you've got Garrett Cole, who you're paying as your ace. And right. so he's your guy you're going to go with game one. And, he, and I mean, we'll get there, but he pitched like an ace.
0: Total. Well, and yeah, we will talk about that. I got some stuff to say.
1: Okay. All right. Let's go okay. on to the, let's go on to the Phillies and Braves.
0: Okay. So game one, seven to six, Philadelphia. Nobody saw that coming. No, when,
1: It's no, definitely not. Especially with the way the Phillies jumped out on them. Like that was, that was a big deal. They were early and often on them yeah. and the bullpen, which I felt like has been the issue and could continue to be the issue going forward. Held, held on. And yeah. won that one seven to six. So good for them. Good for them to go and go in and getting it. Uh, game two, the Braves did win that one three to zero. And Brian right. Snitker came out and said, We don't need a bye week. We shouldn't be taking a bye week. I don't think you'd be saying that if you'd won game one,
0: though. Right. And he's just sore because of the rust versus rest conversation. I think well, that's he doesn't what like it spring is. training either. He's kind of a Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Kind of a Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. But. Ultimately, what it comes down to for me is that um, Max Freed like lost it yeah. in game one. That that's really what it comes down to is he, Max Freed gave he had eight hits, six runs, one walk, and only two strikeouts in three and a third. That's the number right there, three and a third. Three and a third.
1: Yeah, the fact that he only that he only barely made it into the fourth. That's a huge,
0: huge deal. Huge. And for you calculator people out there, mathematicians, that's a 10.80 ERA through three and a third. That's, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who aren't sure, for that's your, not good. <laughs> yeah, for your game one starter, that's
1: blah. You're not terrible. giving your team a chance, which is a bummer. you know. But like he said, I didn't get the job done. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't get the job nah, done. There's okay. nothing against Max Breed. He, he's a great pitcher. He just had a bad day, and it happens. It's fine.
0: But so I, I then expect them to come a, back and be better if there's a game five. Totally. So then it becomes a defensive issue, right? It's like what else is happening to because and so I dug a little deeper. Philly left eight runners on base, even though they won seven to six. Wow. They left eight runners on base and they only went five and two with runners in scoring position during game one. Five, two for five? Or five and twelve. I'm excuse oh, me. Five, five and twelve, 12. okay. They were 5 for 12 with runners in scoring position in game 1. So then I was like, "Well, what did the Braves do?" The Braves left 9 on base in game 1 and they had an even worse 2 out of 9 with runners in scoring position. Wow. I was like, "What?" <laughs> so this whole the whole game fell apart. It could have been uh way le- it, it was way better matched than I think anybody expected it to be. That's what I need to say. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of us were expecting uh, expecting the Braves to come out and really hand it to the Phillies because they played so well lately, and and I don't know that it's necessarily rest or rust or whatever. Um, I think the Phillies have just found their groove. Yeah, I mean, guys are hitting who weren't hitting there for a little while, and it happens. Happens.
0: It does. So. It really does. But then Game Two was awesome. Kyle Wright comes out awesome for Atlanta. Kyle Wright comes out, six innings pitched, two hits, zero runs, one walk, and six strikeouts. And then the rest of the the Atlanta pitching held the Fills to just three hits over the rest of the over nine innings. They had three hits the whole time. Hmm. Two hits were Kyle Wright's, and then the rest of the bullpen gave up one more hit the rest of the time. Nice, and and they and two and but only two more strikeouts. So that goes to show that the defensive fielding capabilities are unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it really is like that's that's one of Atlanta's calling cards, right? Pitching and defense. I guess yep. that'd be two calling cards. Yeah, they come together, and I mean,
0: there's a reason they're def- they're the defending champs. It is, and let's get into that right now, really quick. Let me go ahead and switch hats while I talk about this. I love your Braves- hats, by the way. Thanks. The Braves are <laughs> <laughs> the-, <laughs> the Braves are the defending world champions, Brad, and right. they are playing day games Houston won more games than any team in the American league and they are playing day games now to many especially Braves fans this is an enormous slap in the face they're not getting primetime broadcast billing they're not getting primetime game time billing think of the people who can't go to the game because of work obligations or whatever or they have to take off such and such amount of time in order to do it because of the drive or whatever it may be. Whereas if it's a 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock game, you can drive to the ballpark, work, kids go to school, go to the ballpark. It's. I think this goes way farther than just broadcast rights and, and broadcast implications. I think that's the heaviest part of it, but I think it goes right. farther than that.
1: But it also doesn't really make sense from a logistical standpoint. Like the East coast team should have the first games and the West coast team should have the second game because the Astros are playing day games too with the Mariners. And, and then you've got the Yankees and guardians who are playing at night. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like play the Yankees and guardians at five o'clock local time. Sure. Okay. That's fine because that's about the same start time as what you're getting with the, with the Mariners and Astros. And then have that game start at 7 o'clock local time in Houston. And, yeah, yeah. not as many people on the East Coast are going to get to watch it. But if they yeah. want to watch it, they'll stay up. If they're not going to watch it, they're not going to watch it anyway.
0: Well, that's what's right. happening in, in the L.A. San Diego problem. I'm calling it a problem because everybody it's a problem now and for me yeah. on the East Coast. It should be a problem, problem.
1: because – it's, it just it doesn't make any sense the way that they're doing it because the i feel like the, the la san diego game that's starting when it should be yeah it is
0: right and it's nine o'clock my time tough i gotta deal with it if i want to watch, watch the game
1: that's time zones man that's that's life yeah so i don't know it doesn't make any sense to me it's never made any sense to me because i think it was uh 2018 or 2019 the astros played a day game and alex bregman was complaining about how he got a sunburn <laughs> yeah because he's like that. he's like i'm sorry it's like, why are we playing in the day when we're the defending champs? He's like, I've got a yeah. sunburn, and I'm not happy about it. Right. I kind of railed on him because I don't really like him, but at the same time, I was like, he's got a point. They yeah, shouldn't I don't be like playing in the day.
0: Yeah, but they shouldn't be because they should get primetime billing, at, and, yeah. and that's Atlanta's concern, and it's a legitimate concern. And so the Yankees, as though even though I'm a Yankees fan, I do see the disparity in the in the markets Mm-hmm. and in the tv deals and whatever negotiations are taking place and it is kind of a crime it just is and i do wonder though i do wonder if it if it is the
1: tv networks that have a big role in it that like we're paying all this money to get the yankees we want them in prime time of course that's well you still have them in prime time if you for east coast games
0: yeah of course that's know. what's it's going so on weird. but they they want to make sure that the west coast fan base get to watch that's all yeah yeah uh, anyway it's, it's a it's problem up. it is a big yeah, problem should be some sort of meritocracy there but they will never happen it, it and you know happen. what though
1: like to that it should like legitimately the world series champion should be rewarded with day games in the playoffs next year if you make it again to the playoffs you should be rewarded with uh with day with uh, not sorry not day games but prime time. Oh, games. okay
0: okay that's what i meant Thank to say you. that's yeah. and that's what i agree yeah i agree with that and that would be a cool thing, kind of like home field advantage went to the, uh, world, the all-star game winners and stuff like that like back in the day. Mm-hmm. That kind yeah. of thing. That It would be kind of like that, and that's cool. I like that. It would that. be, but I think that the players would like this better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, baseball family, don't forget to jump on the sh- – uh, not jump on the shop. We, we publish the big show every Tuesday, by the way. Um, we've got some very exciting uh, stuff coming up. That we want to share with you. Like I said, we've got an announcement coming up this Tuesday. And we're going to do Monday Live again, Brad? Yeah. Yeah, so you can join us Monday Night Live for uh, The Big Show. We call it The Big Show. It's our main podcast uh, episode. And then um, if you don't get a chance to join us at 9.30 Eastern on Monday night, that's okay. Because it'll come out everywhere. Tuesday, um, we do that that every time. So uh, no matter what... Every week, playoffs, great. Postseason, still doing it. Preseason, here for you. Spring training, got it. All, all year round, we take yep. no breaks from all y'all. I mean, we, we weasel some in there, but you know what I'm saying. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna shut up now, Brad. Let's let's talk about the ALDS. You go while I switch hats. Okay, <laughs> get your Yankee
1: hat on. Break because we're gonna yeah. talk. The Cleveland baseball team at the New York Yankees game one. So first off, the Yankees lead this series one to zero. The it was all Yankees game one, all Yankees. Yeah. Anthony Rizzo hit that mm. that bomb, man! Unbelievable! It was amazing. It was so good. Yeah. Like <laughs> normally, like honestly, Brig, my entire life I cheered against the Yankees. Then I became friends with you. I was like, yeah, I can go for the Yankees to win. That'd be just fine.
0: Thank you, sir. That's very <laughs> nice of you.
1: <laughs> but, also i get it but anyway so it, it was cool to see that garrett cole like i said pitch like an ace absolute ace shut him down and i think it goes a long way to shutting a team down the way that he did um what pitch six and a third eight strikeouts one run four hits is all only gave yeah. up uh one home run to kwan like briggs he's said first. He's, he's a problem but shut everybody else have only four hits against that team that is known for stringing together hits that's a big deal yeah that's, but that that team also
0: amazing. only scored 3 runs against Tampa Bay the whole series
1: right right no it's it, like the one run doesn't surprise me that's not what surprises me the fact that they only had four hits the entire time and one was a first inning home run that right. is a big deal to me
0: now a team that here's is the, able
1: to get on base
0: here's the thing yeah and i agree with you here here's the thing about Garrett Cole for me I was watching close, like nervous Nelly style. Um, Garrett Cole, we know has had playoff problems in the past, especially in New York. Um, And he, he's going to give up the long ball eventually. He always does. It's a thing about him, but here's the other thing about Garrett Cole is in the past, we've seen him hang his head. Right. And he, he gets, he beats himself up and he just, it seems like there's no mental it's toughness, no mental strength or whatever. He can't let it go and move on. But that was the special part about this game. He gave up the long ball. It was in the first inning to a rookie. I think previous iterations of Garrett Cole would never have let him move on from that. But the Garrett Cole we had that day on Tuesday allowed him to straighten up and fly right. And it was so, so good to see because now we're getting Garrett Cole 2.0. And that's the that's the Garrett Cole we need. That's the money that's that's money well spent is a guy who can come back from that and previously unable to do, but this year he he's shown that he can. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a big deal. Because
1: I think we've talked about it before that you get in Garrett, Garrett Cole's head and you own him. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get to him early, then you're set. So yeah, I think it's a big deal that he was able to bring it back in. Goose Frava his way into the zone once again and did really well it's awesome good for him good for the yankees for jumping out and get that first win because i don't know that the the guardians are necessarily a team that even can compete with the yankees but you still have to get that first game
0: i agree and it i don't know i don't think they can compete with the yankees i think when the yankees are on the yankees are on and they're going to steamroll cleveland honestly i think they have every they, they should be steamrolling cleveland yeah um, You're absolutely right. No, no disrespect to Cleveland. It's just well, <laughs> I mean,
1: they were able to win their division, right? Yeah. So, like, obviously, they're they know. Sorry, I got a speaker thing that's going on in a different window. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Throwing> my... <laughs> like music playing on an uh. app. Like, throw me off. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> but anyway,
1: no, like that's the thing, is like Cleveland won their division. Granted, it's a weak division, but nonetheless, they won it right they are yeah. able to they are able to complete the task and win the division so they obviously deserve to be there but right their road's going to end here because it would have ended against the yankees it would have ended against the astros because those teams were just head, head and shoulders better than them and it's just way way it's going to show it's going to show yeah i agree with you man so
0: i totally hey. agree um are you ready
1: I think so. Yeah. So I have to tell you this (laughs) first going into this is that I, did I tell you I was stressed eating Wetzel's pretzels today? (laughs) Yeah. So Mel came home with pretzel bites and I ate a bunch.
0: Like (laughs) so stressed eating and I am still so full. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I've been pounding Fresca during the games. That's, that's how stressed I am. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: I don't know if I could make it through one fresca. But let's anyway, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go let's go to the Mariners and Astros. So the, the Astros lead this series. Two games to zero. Um the Astros walked off game one, eight to seven. Jordan Alvarez. Okay. Let's talk about this for just a minute, break. Okay. Comes time for, for Jordan Alvarez to hit and the and the Mariners decide to bring in Robbie Ray. They want the mm-hmm. lefty lefty matchup. Okay. I got some numbers for you. And okay. this is the thing too. There were two outs. Two outs. I know. In the bottom of the ninth. The yeah. score was eight or was sorry, was seven to five, two runners on. And I can't I can't remember if I texted you or Jewel I was like, all he's got to do is keep him in the yard. Right. Just got to keep it. Wasn't him in the me. Yard. I don't care if he hits a double. The yeah. game is tied. Just keep him in the yard. So this yeah. is the thing and this is where like looking at all these is like I start to have more of, more of a problem with this move because like I said I understand the lefty lefty that's a thing sure. the only guy in the American League to give up more home runs than Robbie Ray was Garrett Cole yeah 33 for Garrett Cole 32 for Robbie Ray but yeah. you look at this Robbie Ray against left-handed batters has a 2.12 batting has given up a 2.12 batting average this year 2.36 against righties Only four of his home runs have come against lefties. Whoa. So there's right, pretty good matchup. However, you look at the other side of this thing, and I think this is the side that you've really got to consider because Jordan Alvarez is an outstanding pitcher or hitter. Yeah. And you throw out the splits for the pitcher and you concentrate on the hitter at this point, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: you have to. (laughs) Versus versus left-handed pitchers. 321 this year and the announcers that like the broadcasters said that when they made when they brought him in i was like oh no yeah this it's not going to be good because jordan alvarez is a completely different guy in october despite how good he is during the season he's a monster of that version come october so he had 37 home runs this year only 10 came off left-handed pitchers so i can see i can see right you can keep it in the arc. He's not gonna hit a home run against the lefty. Well, he threw that first pitch, throws that fastball, and it was like middle away. And I was like, mm. got away with one there. You gotta get that thing up, and sure enough, exact same spot, and it ends up in the upper deck.
0: Yep. I was I was I was oh. furious. <laughs> I was so sad. I wasn't furious. I was I started confused with Robbie Ray. <laughs> I was like, what and then I was just like the
1: end. Yeah, it was it awful. Was, it was unreal. And that man, and the Mariners, they jumped out on the Astros. Like oh. they ran Verlander early, got to him oh, early. Man. Ran deep counts. Like I I told you, Brig, deep yes, counts, you, you have did. success against Verlander. And they did you exactly did. that. Exactly that. Yeah. And then of course the Astros don't get on base instead, they hit home runs.
0: <laughs> I know
1: just got to keep them in the yard, but they couldn't keep them in the yard. Then it came down to that. And man, it was like, I was like almost in tears though. I was like furious and sad and mad. It's was like, Oh my gosh, I couldn't hardly handle myself. And then day two, then game two comes today. Right. And I was like, okay, it's a new day. Luis oh. Castillo. Sorry. What?
0: I want to talk about Verlander really quick. I just pulled okay, up go his line because it makes it, it, it's going to punctuate your point really quick. He pitched four innings. He gave up 10 hits, six runs, one walk, only three strikeouts, and one of those was a home run. That's a 13.50 ERA across four innings for your ace, in quotes. That's rough. Mm -hmm. He's drummed out of there, man. Brutal, man. Okay, go ahead. Talk about game two. Okay,
1: so game two, I'm coming in. I'm like, okay, you know what? The best you hope for. Best case scenario, you're looking for a split on the road. Luis Castillo Mm. going game two. That's just fine. Okay? I don't want to say you pencil it in, but you say you've got got a great shot at winning game two. Right? Yeah. Okay. Two to one lead. Up comes Jordan Alvarez. Can't get Peña out. Got to get Peña out. Can't get him out. Peña. Two run home run out in the left field in the Crawford boxes, three three to two lead. And then Bregman goes and gets the insurance run in the eighth inning, four to two game. Now, this is the thing. This is the thing, Brig. That this is why I said the Mariners would make the playoffs this year, but not make a run to the World Series. Yeah. And why I think that it's next year is the first year it can happen. Yeah. Young players. The yeah. Mariners have a whole lot of young players. And yes, you can say young players have the endurance, they can heal, they're fine, right? The other thing is young young players don't have the endurance. They do not have the endurance for beyond 162 games. Physically, mentally, because at to this point like yeah, they've been playing a lot of games, but the grueling 162 game schedule of the, of major league baseball is unlike anything else. Unlike anything they've experienced. Traveling 100%. from city to city. Yeah. Playing every single day, almost <clears throat> uh, double headers. And then you get into the playoffs and it's the next level. It is the oh, next man. level. Like I will give the Mariners credit, credit here. A lot of the players have showed up. They played really, really well. That first game like came out and they hit them in the mouth. Right.
0: They really did. Hit they, they came the, right ra- swinging
1: like the perennial division champions who have treated the Mariners like the little brothers for ever forever. Forever. They hit him in the mouth, big time, and it was encouraging to see. But then at the same time, the experience, because I think I think that the Mariners bullpen's gassed. A bunch of young guys, I think they're gassed yeah. at this point. And the yeah. the starting pitchers are going to be fine because those guys are rested and everything, and they're just they're just emptying the tank. But I think
0: this series might go four. Which we I think we predicted four. I think we did too. Yeah. So this is in line with that. I think they're going to take one at home, Mm -hmm. probably the first one. Well, they didn't have to be the first one. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Duh.
1: Yeah, it'll have to be Saturday. math.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. They're going to take the first one at home. They're going to come on a high. It's going to be electric. And they're going to have home field advantage, Brad. (laughs) The electric factory. (laughs) It's going to happen. It really is. And and that's great. It, has, it to. has to happen. Well, it, the fan base needs it, but so do these players. They need the young guys. They need to see like not only can we compete, but we can literally hang in there and win. And I think I think that the the entire franchise needs to know that, and they need only one game to do it. They almost got it in game one. They narrowly avoided it today in game two. Like it was, oh, I wanted Ty France to hit a bomb so oh. bad. I wanted it so bad. And not just because I'd rather face the Mariners than the uh, than the Astros. <laughs> Astros. Although that is a huge part of why I feel that way. Right. <laughs> it's not the only reason. Yeah. Anyway, I'm into romantic storylines. That's the reason. But, yeah, it so would
1: cool. it would have been awesome. Oh, and the thing, too, is, like, coming into the into the into the top of the ninth inning today, I was texting my friend, and I was like, okay, there are two guys up, and then Julio is up. Adam Frazier goes up there and draws a four pitch walk, and then Beautiful. I was like, "Oh shoot, here we go, it could happen." And then yeah. Ty France or not Ty for J.P. Crawford lines out to the first baseman, and Frazier gets doubled up. It's like, gosh dang! it. And then of course Julio Rodriguez doubles into the left center gap. If he does that with two guys on, you got yourself a tie game. Totally. It just it just that kind of bounce. The last yep. like the late innings, it's kind of been it's been that kind of bounce, which is frustrating because this is a team that has typically had a lot of success late in games, right? Like you have like your, yeah. lead, like if, if they're down, they'll come back late, but yeah, it's been really frustrating to watch that. So I really do hope they can get game one, give Seattle their 1st postseason win in Seattle in 20 years.
0: Stop it. Don't bring up stupid game. It's crazy. <laughs> you man. found another way to touch my dark spot again. It's just great It's crazy though, Brig. It is crazy. Well, it shouldn't. That shouldn't
1: be a dark spot because the Yankees were the team that beat the Mariners that year.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right.
1: Yeah, they won that series four to two. Yeah, I'll never forget. So, <laughs> I will never forget. Brig, um, I was super into playing Yahoo games, like the pool mm-hmm. game. I would. Right, si- right. I was sitting listening to the game on the radio uh, yeah. while I was playing Yahoo pool, sitting in chats with people who were Yankees fans. <laughs> Not a good. Shouldn't have been there. Uh-uh. Let's just say that. Well, <laughs> and you smart. were how old. That's, a <laughs>
0: That's bi- even 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 people fifteen year olds in New York. There's it's on a different level than fifteen year olds yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's move on. We got to talk about the rest of the the division series uh, because no matter what, by the time you hear from us again and join us on Monday night, they will be done. The championship series all begin Tuesday at the earliest. And so we will be bringing you NL and ALCS uh, highlights and updates and prep and all the things you want to look out for in the storylines. Pay attention to come Monday night and and Tuesday morning for those of you listening. And then um, but let's get there first. Okay, Friday, tomorrow, October 14th or today, if you're listening tomorrow, uh, game two, Cleveland. Is playing in New York. What? Why are you laughing at me, Brad? <laughs> it's just, t- today, if you're listening tomorrow. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It was <laughs> a true story. Okay.
1: It is. True facts.
0: <laughs> Cleveland and New York got postponed due to weather today. So instead of game two being today, it got pushed to Friday. So that will be tomorrow. Well, today, game if you're t- listening today. Great. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Yes. <laughs> Woo! That'll never (laughs) get old. Okay. It was at 1 p.m. on TBS. Game three, Atlanta at Philadelphia, 4.30 p.m. on FS1. Game three, L.A. at San Diego, 8.30 p.m. on FS1. These are all Eastern Standard Times. So Then we've got Saturday, game four, Atlanta at Philly, 2 p.m. on FS1. Game three, Houston at Seattle, 4 p.m. Uh, eastern time on tbs that's an elimination game for seattle they have to win to advance um game three new york yeah game three new york will be traveling to cleveland 7 30 p.m eastern on tbs game four la is going back to san diego 9:30 p.m or staying in san diego 9 30 p.m eastern on fs1 then sunday's games will be game four houston at seattle if necessary Game 5, Philly, and that'll be a 3 o'clock if necessary. Game 5, Philly at Atlanta, 4.30 p.m. on FS1 if necessary. Game 4 of New York and Cleveland, 7 p.m. Eastern on TBS if necessary. Game 5 of San Diego at L.A., 9 p.m. Eastern on FS1 if necessary. And then, uh, so we may not see any any ball games Sunday or Monday, but if we do push the American League, somehow makes it all the way to game five those games will be played on monday seattle at houston 5 p.m eastern on tbs and cleveland at new york 7 30 p.m on tbs that'll that's monday if we need them
1: yeah that's crazy um that's weird that it's it's it feels weird that it's wrapping up that fast that it's only a week but that's baseball man that's the way that goes you know looking at the like the TV broadcasting where these games are going to be on TV. It really is frustrating to me that it's on TBS and FS1, that it's not on like Fox or, or ABC. You know, yeah. The ESPN doesn't have these and putting them, putting them on ABC. Like I feel like Major League Baseball needs to push more for that. And I get like some of it, you know, that Fox doesn't want to put baseball in prime time for the, through all of October. But at the same time, they kind of should, right? Yeah, I, at least really I feel should. like they should because I don't know, or or Major League Baseball just needs really needs to push for more on their TV deals. And maybe take a little bit less money if that's what it takes. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But they this whole on cable and satellite only thing really drives me crazy. Even though it doesn't really affect me because I have to have all the same stuff to watch the games anyway. But it really bugs me, especially being on TBS because it feels like a really exclusive
0: channel. it's just a it's just a brand building thing, right? That's my issue with it is. It's inaccessible to anybody. And that I have That's a problem with. That's the issue that. in inaccessibility. I, I don't want it to be inaccessible to anybody. Now, I'm a baseball purist, right? I'm going right, to watch baseball yeah. over football every time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not the one driving their decision making and spend, you know, I feel mean, like they're not thinking. Now, what would Brig like us to do? They don't care. <laughs> Maybe about they should me. Be. They should. That's what I'm saying. This is all a, a ploy to get the <laughs> mojo working. Baseball family, write your alderman and let them know that Brig has an opinion, and so does Brad, on... Uh, we have opinions on broadcast deals for Major League Baseball games. Ah, uh, Anyway, Brad, do you want to say anything else before we wrap this bad boy up?
1: No, just keep an eye on these series because I feel like they're going to... I mean, like the Seattle and Houston series, even if it's a sweep, it's going to be a thriller on Saturday. Like, that's going to be an exciting game to watch regardless of the outcome. Um, I will be stress-eating again,
0: you know, I was actually thinking yeah. about
1: that the other day. I was like, you know, a lot of people gain weight in October because of candy. No, I'm stress eating because of playoff baseball.
0: That's what I'm <laughs> the beginning. I'm doing sport. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and this to Monday's episode will be brought to you by kombucha for your gut <laughs> health needs. There you go. <laughs> 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 yeah. But
1: hey, don't forget that we are partnered with Chinook Seedery right here in the middle. You can use this discount code, BTPOD, and get 10% off your order. They really are the best seeds ever. Uh, I was munching on some Parmen Pep today. Ooh, or,
0: that's my favorite.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah. fantastic. A lot of people, yeah. I get a lot of feedback on that, and it's a lot of people's favorite favorite flavor. It's really good. It's, a, it's strong flavor, really good. So head over to ChinookSeedery.com. Do yourself a favor and your mouth a favor and support the podcast. Use BT pod at checkout for 10% off your whole order.
0: Um, Don't forget to jump Man. on the shop. You want to tell them about the shop oh, rig? Yeah, we have a shop with stuff on it. You can buy it. It's fun. I already talked about it once, but I'll talk about it again because there's oh, cool yeah. stuff on there. I got a tank top on. This is a official baseball together tank top. Um, I'm a holdout on the summer months. I know they're dying, but I, don't want them to go away. So Brad's also got his Autism Awareness Baseball Together T-shirt on right there. I'm wearing my perfect hat. This is ours. Um, and we, we just love bringing you baseball content of all sorts. Uh, I get compliments on my hat. This hat especially, I get com- compliments on all the time. People want to stop me and talk about it and uh, ask the question. So if you're if you're into that kind of subtle... Um, social interaction like I am, this is a great way to go. So, but you can jump on 9plusus.com. It's Nineplusus dot com, plususcom you can get yourself something awesome. Stay tuned on Monday, like I said, for an announcement on how you can get a discount code. That's right, for sure. And don't
1: forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you think about what we're we're doing. If there's something specific you want to see, especially during the offseason, don't hesitate to jump in the mailbag and send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns, and especially your snide remarks because we love them. The baseball family, thank you so much for joining us and make sure you enjoy the playoffs and we will catch you next week.